0: Space. The Final Frontier. Space Station Ashland sits on the edge of Federation space with its companionship, the USS Dalamas Christian. The space around them is full of mystery and strange wonders, where secrets are kept and danger lurks around every corner. The crew of the Dalamis Christian must navigate treacherous waters as they work to protect the Federation, but as they peer into the unknown they will discover that the line between friend and foe is not always clear. They will be tested like never before and will face challenges that will push them to their limits. Join us on this adventure as we explore the farthest reaches of space and uncover the hidden truths that lie within the shadows. Tabletop Journeys presents Star Trek Preservations. Star Trek Preservations.
1: The episode is entitled, The Hunt on Takaris Prime. Lucen actually comes out attempting to blend in khaki shorts, high white socks with sandals, this big giant visor uh, like Ray-Ban thing, floral print button-up, short sleeve shirt that's cut down, and he's got a fanny pack. Styling ensign. Of course, sir. We welcome you. Solon welcomes you.
2: It's definitely, I don't know how familiar you are with ancient Earth literature, but
1: it's definitely feeling a little Stepford. Welcome, Commander Tobor. Solon welcomes you. It's getting creepy. And and the doors open and you enter. And then she hands you a small piece of paper, actually. I look at it. And it's a piece of paper that says we should meet in the Old City, and it's signed Tanar of Cardassia.
2: As I'm holding the piece of paper and looking at it, I just raise one eyebrow at the attendant and look up at her.
1: She seems relieved to not be in possession of the paper. When he realizes that you've got a Hawaiian shirt on, he goes he lifts his hand and then another appendage literally pops like out of a fold in his arm and gives you and, and it is a smaller hand and it and he says he goes, shirt buddies and gives you a high five.
2: I didn't catch that he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt, but okay.
1: Yeah, floral print.
2: He looks a little askance at you like, shit, I didn't realize I was doing that. Oh, all right. Then does the high five with uh, feigned vigor.
1: I knew this was going to be the best posting of my career. Man, this is going to be fun. Lieutenant, if you ever have a mission where you need your security teams to go into it, please call on me. I'll be happy to be your pilot and then he walks in. Sir? And then steps back to let the the higher-ranked officers kick the lead. And he actually stands at parade rest. Oh,
3: God. Be at ease, Ensign. We're on vacation.
1: I'm, I'm always at ease. and But he does say, as he walks in and he leans over, he goes, um, staff was watching us come in here. And he just... And he points to the two sets of eyes that are far enough back on his head that they actually look behind him really? they say that the Frangies hear everything they say that the tellerites have a nose for everything but what they say about my people is we literally have all angles covered
3: good to know handy trade so I uh- I grab a piece of paper, scratch paper, whatever, and just jot down very quickly for a tenari. Try and set the security system into a loop, like, so it's not recording Mm -hmm. us.
4: Yep. All right. Pull out the engineering tricorder that I snuck off the ship with me on vacation. Yep. And see what I can do to secure the room. Yeah, that's
1: a difficulty too. That's easy enough to set that, I would say, based on your description. I'm thinking that is going to be a reason engineering, unless you wanted it for some reason to be reason security. I'd be satisfied with reason engineering.
4: Reason engineering knowledge. sounds good.
2: And just spend two momentum instead of risking the role we have four if we choose.
4: I was gonna make the role. I'm just do um... it. <laughs> I'll spend a momentum for an extra dice.
1: There's only our flub.
4: One, only, <laughs> one, only one success. No twenties though. Okay.
1: As far as you can tell, it should work. It really depends on how difficult, unless somebody wished to assist, actually.
2: Can I lend some assistance with my security
1: calls? Absolutely. I would say reason security. Reason security. Actually, I would say insight security, because I would say you're probably keying in off the fact that Tenari seems a little less confident in his successes here like he's doing it and all the things should be working it doesn't fail it's just you're not sure it's going to work as well as it might need to work that's what's happening
2: I have a success by the skin of my teeth I rolled the 15 that I needed
1: okay that'll get you the two you are successful you should be secure at this point the ensign looks around and says are we good sir
3: I look at Najar and Tenari.
4: Think so. Think we Tenari. are.
1: So the ensign takes out his bag because he actually carried his MERS and he opens it up and he says, "If you want, I took them all apart so they would not register, but I do have the parts for th- three Type Two phasers." Or
3: my man, very industrious, Luke. T- ensign but I think we aren't going to need them just quite yet it is only a Alpha Kilo
1: 4 understood I just didn't necessarily feel comfortable leaving them on board the shuttle it's good Fair. to know we got them if we need them
2: I, I personally yeah. am happy to have a weapon yeah. in case it's necessary and Najar, as we talk sits down and begins reassembling them
1: Tenari is um, all like <laughs> before you do let me just say this technology should exist where if you assemble it it will be detected yeah it'll be detected that's so you don't want to assemble it until you need it However, can i assemble
2: all of it but the power core yes ready to go in a quick pinch as opposed to a long assembly
1: the assembly's not gonna be more than a, than an action. Each of these is in three parts. It'll take you an action to do versus popping in a power core, which would still be an action, so I'm not worried about that from a timing perspective. But if you put it together, it'll look like you have a weapon versus you have parts that could be on your person. What um, if if
2: I, I put it together except for the power core, it's only a minor action to finish getting it
1: ready? I would agree with that. But let me give you this piece of information anybody who takes the parts is going to increase threat by one anybody who's going to put it together is going to increase threat by two
2: even if I just leave it in the room
1: if it's together it's something you could have in a situation it increases the threat your Starfleet on vacation Having weapons increases threat. What I'm basically saying is this NPC has brought the possibility of increasing threat to you. If you say no, put it away. If you take it apart, we'll put them together. Small amount of threat is added. So it's up to each of you individually, whether you choose to take them and how far you intend to take it. Or the captain can even say, put those away. I don't want any of this here. It nothing seems that bad just yet. That choice is up to you individually. If the captain gives you that leave, but the captain kind of does get to make the the command decision whether or not he wants to introduce us to the uh, to the situation.
3: Yeah, I mean, I cock my head to to Najjar and I'm like, I don't think we're quite there yet, are we, Lieutenant?
2: All I know, sir, is that I'd sure rather have a functioning phaser handy when I need it than not have it handy when I need it. True, but but do we need it. Understood. In case this changes your assessment of the current level of threat, he hands you the piece of paper that was given to him. The room attendant positioned herself so she couldn't be seen by any cameras before handing that to me and then refused to acknowledge that she gave it to me and seemed very frightened and upset when pressed. Probably because of the security protocols actively frightened not frightened for her job but true fear and it is a piece of paper that says meet me in the old city signed by tanar of cardassian
4: i read it over to the captain's shoulders. so that's what set her off
2: yes she was trying to give us some message of some form but when i commented or questioned and brought it to the att- possible attention of the cameras so that she had done so she became very frightened
3: I see Too bad Mr. Chilrislin isn't here I'm sure he would know who this Tanar of Cardassia is
1: Commander Tobar if you'd be so kind as to make a command insight role your difficulty is going to be three because it's a minor detail that your character may have recalled about your crew overall.
3: Insight Command. All right. Would Starfleet protocol apply as a focus?
1: Mm, Possibly. It's more this. So, to give you an idea, and then we'll reason out whether or not we think it will apply as a group, the idea is there's a piece of information that was said could have been known by the commander when reviewing crew personnel at some point in the past. So, this is about his recollection of that information so i don't know if the protocol would necessarily be it because the protocol is why the information got to you but not necessarily involved with whether or not you'd recall that minor detail you've got you only have you have 40 some odd crew members on your ship some have transferred on some have transferred in xeno anthropology
3: because to remember a cool fact
1: about someone absolutely that will
3: definitely work Outstanding. Okay, I will still spend three momentum to uh, roll four dice. Excellent.
1: We are down to zero momentum at this stage, and we are still at six because we've not decided on the phasers just yet.
3: All right. My value the captain's chair is where I belong. I will spend the determination point to
1: re-roll those 4 non not-successes. <laughs> Going for the Tanari crown, I see.
3: (laughs) And I'm rolling these one at a time. All right. Excellent. So that is a 2, a 4, a 5, and a 19. So I get six successes. Excellent.
1: And I said that was a difficulty of two, correct? Three. Three. Okay. So that's going to give you three momentum back. We are six and three. Threat to Momentum, respectively. And what you recall is, through your anthropological, xenoanthropological anthropological studies, in conjunction with your viewing of crew reports and such, is uh, that Cardassian name is a name of a family that was involved with, but not in the higher echelons of power with the Bajoran occupation in specific that was a relatively well known family group that was in and from the same region as your con officers, the Joran family so there may be a connection between that name and your con officer Azura
3: I'll relay that to the team, I'm like, uh, what did it what was it, Tanar Mm mhm I remember reading about that family in Lieutenant Arza's personnel file. Interesting. The plot thickens.
1: With that, so your decision is to have the ensign give the parts to anybody who wants it or put them all away? No, put them away for now. I don't think we need it. Okay. And, and he does, um, so and he secures them in, he, he says I'll be back, sir, and he's gonna go secure it in the safe in his bungalow, or would you prefer it be secured in your room, sir? I'll
3: let's secure it here, since we've got the safe, we've got the security system turned off in here already, so. I sir. And he does so. There, so I set the biometrics on the safe so that any of the, any fo- four of us can get into it not just me
2: this is a safe built into the room yes Najar, while eyeballing it as the captain works on changing these settings says is there any way to check to see if there is a staff or administrator override
0: oh I'm sure there is
3: and can we disable that I wouldn't want to do that because I wouldn't want them to alert that we are doing something untowards right at this moment.
1: I can definitely, if it helps any, sir, take the power cores and carry them on me. And he extends the second arm and there's that pouch flap space there. He says, I can hold them there if you want so at least the power cores aren't with the with the rest of it.
3: But then if someone scans you or you walk through a doorway you light up like a Christmas tree. And say, or
2: Sir? we get separated in any way and we no longer have them available should we need
4: them. I know you told me to relax on this vacation. <laughs> I
3: knew you wouldn't but I told you anyway.
4: But I brought along some it. parts for some projects to work on. We can mix them in with the phaser parts in your safe just to confuse things. At this point, I'm just... I'm more
3: more interested in guarding against casual stuff. If stuff is really going to hit the fan, it's not going to matter. I definitely have a bad feeling about this, sir. Well, I know, but that's your job.
2: I know we came for vacation, but so far this seems as though it's going to be the opposite. From the moment we've landed, it's been nothing but intrigue and...
3: I know, Mr. Candrel. That's the fun. Intrigue is fun. Let's go toward the old city, where we're supposed to randomly somehow meet the one and only Cardassian on the planet.
2: I was about to ask if there was a note or a specific location for time scrawled on the paper anywhere?
1: There was not. I have a
3: feeling whoever sent this is also, is also watching us. And so they will, like any good operative, make contact on their terms instead of ours. So let's all go have a dinner. All right. With that, Mr. Tanari, why aren't you wearing something comfortable and casual?
4: This is comfortable and casual. At least on Andoria, it is.
3: We're in a tropical paradise. Despite what your room can do.
4: Aren't exactly known for bright colors, but
1: <laughs> Lucent reaches into his bag and he takes out like a lay and he says and he places it over to the lieutenant and goes, There you go.
4: Exactly. Perfectly festival. Tenari will look somewhat chagrined at that. <laughs>
2: See did I I over, now. Did I over when you reception? get back, you'll be able to say, "I came all Dad. the way to Takara's Prime to get laid by Lucian." There you go. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself.
3: It's the exactly thirteen point two seconds to make a lay joke. Yeah, yeah. I'm very proud of my crew. Did not let that <laughs> did not let that opportunity sail past.
2: Jara is marking slightly.
1: <laughs> with that you head out of the bungalow you head back to that main part of the this facility and again Taron is there and she says excellent and would you care for a tour of, of the facilities at this time or is there something else that uh, you would like to do at this time
3: no we're gonna go with, uh, actually and I have like, I've got like one of the beta Z like foot long drinks Ah, yes. Party drinks. And I'm like, no, we're going into the old town to see the sights. We'll take a tour of the
1: facility later. And just kind of past and brush past. I did see that one. Interestingly enough, that's not a Bay Z thing that act- that I'm aware of. That is actually from New Orleans. That is a uh, lower deck style version of the hand grenade that you can get on Bourbon Street. It's actually the few times I've been to uh, New Orleans. It's one of my favorite spots. One of my favorite beverages. That in a hurricane are amazing. However, your amount of those needs to be held in caution. <laughs> <laughs> or you can end up like those scenes in Lower Decks <laughs> very quickly Your you're
3: a yard you have to be yeah.
2: Najar is also wearing around his neck whatever passes for this current technology level of a tourist style camera
1: excellent and with that your motley crew of sorts toddles off towards the, the exit and a tram pulls up and waiting inside is the human-looking woman who was with, who had led you to your rooms. And she is sitting closer to the android that operates the vehicle. And she says, "Welcome, Solon. Welcomes you." I was yes, told that you yes. would be that Solen that you welcome. would be uh, exploring the city.
3: Yes,
2: indeed. Missed your name the first time we met.
1: Oh, Marlena. Well, pleasure Marlena. to meet you, Marlena. Sure. Of course. The pleasure is of
3: is mine. Yeah. Cool. So I like sit down and like, and I call out, I'm like to the old city, my good Android friend.
1: Of course. And the tram closes. It does its whole shift to the other side of the street and takes off and begins going. And then as before, it asks in its monotone androidian way, would you care to have him point out the sights as you go? Or would you prefer silence as so as to avoid the annoying sounds of an automated voice? Silence this time. Nods without sound. And you will also notice that sounds in general are dampened outside of the vehicle. So you have a very unique and quiet environment. You get that slight electronic hum of a clean energy vehicle moving along. But all other sounds are dampened. So you just have a quiet, nice, almost acoustic booth feel to to your conversation.
3: Yeah, no, I turned, to, I turned to Marlene with my Presence 12 Starfleet captain authority and have that winsome smile and like those emerald green trill eyes and i just i start so marlene what brings you to solon and i know it's not just to welcome us even though we are very welcome and i just i start to engage her get her backstory get her talking about us so that Najar can totally do his empathy thing
1: absolutely so in this particular Richard case... also
2: takes a picture of her. After he gets seated, he settles. He says, do you mind for my
1: scrapbook? She's a little shocked and says, yes, I guess not.
2: Thanks. And if um, as we go, you wouldn't mind throwing out any important sites along the way as
1: opposed to our driver. Feel free. What are your recommendations for dinner? So... Two things happen at this moment. She presses a button and that privacy screen pops up between the Android and the rest of you. Um, she says, I always feel guilty if I am uh, doing a function that they are designed to do. Just seems wrong somehow. Not sure why, just seems wrong somehow. And then, Commander Tobor, if you would kindly roll. Your difficulty to get her talking is actually fairly difficult. She would not normally want to jump into any kind of conversation, so you are working on... Uh, well, do we want to make a... Actually, that's uh, going to be an opposed. That's going to be right. opposed, isn't it? Let me do this a different way. She's going to buy two extra dice, so I'm going to spend three threats she does not want to give up the goods here. So I'm going to be rolling four dice in this particular case. Do you wish any spends to increase your dice pool, sir?
3: I'm going to spend one momentum to roll three dice. And also, like, my goal is to... I'm, like, talking like banal, mundane things with her so that Najar's getting the emotional read.
0: I'm exactly.
3: Not like, so, by the
1: way, you know, uh, what exactly are give up your deepest darkest secrets like yeah. i yeah so the issue is the staff of this resort are not allowed to really talk they are there to serve so they don't talk about themselves they don't mind introducing you to people to do to talk and have those conversations but the staff is by training and design to be out of your way blend into the background quite honestly eventually replaced by the Sunian type androids, right? Their goal is to not get fired and replaced which is why it's so difficult to get her to just talk she does very readily point out things and do things like that but she doesn't necessarily want to get too comfortable because that could lead to her losing her job kind of thing. That's why you're in opposition to her. It's not because you're trying to get specific info
3: Would my diplomacy focus work? Absolutely. And And may I
2: assist by periodically throwing out insightful prompts when I sense that her emotions are wavering?
3: Absolutely. Excellent. And would, I forget, because I remember the Starfleet Medal of Distinction for Diplomacy makes my diplomatic tasks
1: reduce difficulty by one, right? That is absolutely correct. So you would, you in fact are now only, so in this particular case, cause it's an opposed roll, I'm just going to give you an additional success is, is yeah. how I'll, I'll rationalize that. So you have one built in success automatically, which means he is rolling uh, four. And so we're just adding up total successes. Five, five 15.
3: So I have five successes, six with uh, the metal
2: and i have and a one for two more successes damn
1: so you had three she only has two so you, that's
4: you no, know, six and on, two is perfect. eight no, Minus we have eight, two, successes.
1: eight successes minus her two is six successes you had three momentum so i'm gonna put in three momentum and you have three momentum for an immediate spend at your disposal so let you figure out what you wish to do with that at this time and then we'll go on to her responses to talking suffice it to say because you weren't looking for specific information she, after a very short period of time, she feels much more comfortable and opens up and just has conversations with you in general, allowing Nizar to get a full-on read with her without any kind of challenge whatsoever. But as far as your immediate momentum spends, what would you like to use those for?
3: All right, with the group here, does she? Does it? See, per, does she personally feel? Like she's in physical danger from the situation or her employees, her or because of her employment and what's going on.
1: It is not from her employer or her employment, it is whatever that note has to do with. So, that is not connected to the resort. That is okay. a separate thing. That is pretty clear. She feels very good about her job, loves her job she does talk about loving to meet people from all over and different things. She in casual conversation relates that she is part human, part Trill, in fact. She clearly has more human physical attributes and aspects. And She's the parent of a joint Trill who met and fell in love with a human. She does not know her father at the time particularly well as whatever happened, whenever that happened, which would have been sometime just before the Dominion War, they ended up going back to Trill and never came back. She does not really know a lot of those details, but she was raised by her human mother. Actually went out to different places as different things, basically became a person who worked for various astroliners and different companies and found herself here because Risa is notoriously staffed by Risons. but she loves the, the industry. she loves the concept of helping people enjoy their time in a place those positions here, and she figured what a better way to meet more new people than she would normally see in a core Federation world than to be in a place on the fringe. It's almost like she has very Starfleet-like aspirations, but doesn't seem to have that technical acumen or that adventuresome part of her personality where Starfleet would be an option, but she does have that exploration, explorational spirit and wants to see and meet people. but she And she's out here.
3: I'm very much going to note down all of her personal information. We're not going to have a deadbeat Trill symbiote running around in the galaxy, so we're going to be yeah. fixing that eventually. Yeah. I'm going to make some calls home.
0: you want early access to every Tabletop Journeys episode? How about exclusive content, live broadcasts, and the chance to throw dice with your favorite hosts and fellow fans? Or, heck, do you just want to support the show? Join our Patreon today at www.patreon.com. We have tiers to fit any budget for a monthly commitment, or you can make a one-time contribution to the cause. We love doing the show for y'all and support helps us keep creating and producing great content for you. So join us today at www.patreon.com slash TT journeys.
3: The second question I want to know from her is more information about this hunt.
1: Because of your roles, she will end up giving you the information, but this is something you had to come back to two or three times because she was reticent to give information the first time. She gave a little info, and then the third time she finally gave up the goods. So the first time, she's, it's a, it's an event that guests here are always invited to and truly enjoy. It's a wonderful thing that really helps people get to know the culture here on, on Solon and gets to know the Takaran people very well through the use of this event that's all she says about it the first time which is woefully not a lot of info the second time around she provides info about at the end during this particular ceremony the decision of bones is made and that that essentially determines what types of things she'll be doing during the hunt and that's a culturally significant thing to to karen people And then finally when she says they really prefer people not to know all the stuff in advance but essentially the hunt is a scavenger hunt you are looking at things throughout the city the old and the new and some of the environs around the city for various things that take the visitors here to the various parts of the area They learn the culture of the area
3: gotcha okay i thought it was going to be like crunch and bold boiler
1: Yeah, (laughs) and she will also add that the reason why they are fairly secretive about it is they have found that when people get the adrenaline rush of a mystery that they enjoy their time better when they realize that they just had a good time that it's almost like a performative real life-esque version of murder mystery type salon games or what have you. Whereas, what are we doing? What are we doing? And then you finally get there and you see what you're doing and say, oh, this is really cool. That's the vibe that they go for, but they really tend not to talk about it outside. They really want people to come in and experience it. And that the hunts are never exactly the same. And that's what the decision of Bones is. That determines what activities you're going to do throughout the city so every time you go you can do a different hunt and and do different things that could be fun for you to engage with and learn more and more about the culture
3: Perfect, and uh, either you two have a question for our third momentum? I do not
2: Once we got her talking casually in conversation um, yeah just try to catch her by surprise with question about so what can you tell us about Tanar of Cardassia?
3: yeah so i'm gonna modify that i'm gonna be like and then i'll end it with the so who gave you the note describe the person she
1: will say she was contacted and told and given this to give to the captain of the Dalamas Christian but when you blew me off I got very scared I didn't know what to do so I gave it to one of your people hoping that they would give it to you I'm not sure who contacted me but I do know that the person in question owns a small bookshop in the old city next to several restaurants there's a small uh, uh, restaurant and he owns a bookshop near there.
3: It looks like we're having hotsprouts for dinner, everyone. I figure you want to get off I here before we go further, so as to not have any additional risk to yourself, Marlene.
1: I will stay with the vehicle, with the vessel and. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are ready for return and she hands you a small um pad you have only to press the button and we should be able to arrive within a few moments very good thank you so much thank you it is always our goal to be uh helpful Uh, don't say it
3: serve me by not saying it please i walk out i smile
1: and laugh and i walk out there she looks terribly distressed And she says, as he walks out, she looks at the two of you. If
4: it's part of your job, go ahead and say it.
1: Welcome, and Solon welcomes you. (laughs) And And then
4: uh, I'll follow the commander.
2: Thank you, Marlena.
4: And out
2: Najjar goes.
1: You're very welcome. And as Lucen leaves last his hand pops out and waves behind him and his rear eyes blink and he says thank you and doesn't turn his head like he literally can look in all directions so like his third hand actually points generally speaking in the direction that he's actively looking in which is very disconcerting to anybody who only has two eyes or or at least takes some getting used to And then he and then as he's walking, it, he he says casually, he says, "Yeah, I recognize it's a little much." My uncle was a teacher at the uh, academy, and he said that it was the hardest thing for his students to get used to, especially the first year students who still thought they could get away with looking on each other's pads and such. He says. Like, They really learned early on that he was not the teacher with which to try that.
3: Yeah, I think uh, having eyes in the back of your head would be an an excellent asset to be a teacher.
1: It's not the ones on the back of the head. It's actually the ones on the side that really throw people off. (laughs) Because they're covered a little bit by the ears, and he points to the two that are just a little above. and, And he says, those are the ones that people forget are there." Fair enough. All right. Make me very good at ping pong, by the way. I have the best no-look serve in in, in the quadrant, I have to say. I bet. No, you don't. I was told that they have ping pong tables here, sir, and I would be happy to show you that this is the case.
2: But you're looking. It may appear to be a no-look serve to someone who only has two eyes, but you're still looking.
1: I've learned at my time in the Federation that when you phrase certain (laughs) things, you always do it from the position and perspective of the one you're talking to, not necessarily the one who is talking. Pretty good at downjot, too. (laughs) chuckles.
2: Handy for hustling, I would bet, he says, clapping on the shoulder.
1: (laughs) More than, sir. More than.
4: You don't cheat and peek at ambu-jitsu, do you?
1: No, where's the full helmet? If I'm wearing a helmet that's blocking my visions, then, of course, I just can't see. That can be very difficult. For a multi-sided species, and it's probably in my medical history, our balance is completely off when blinded. Note to the team, if blinded or if there's an inability to see, anything they do is at a increased difficulty of two because they are so used to being able to see and sense their environment mm-hmm. by sight as their primary connection, they actually have limited, their senses are somewhat limited in other ways. Their hearing is not up to human standards. Their touch is not up to human standards. Even taste is not up to human standards. Biophysically- so
4: kind of a perception than we are.
1: Exactly. Their visual acuity is so great that it has diminished their other sight uh, senses significantly. I would liken it to those with significant sight losses have amplified abilities with their other senses. This has gone in the opposite direction. When they are not sighted, it's bad. In a dark environment, he's going to be in some serious... They will be in some serious trouble. So,
3: something you to keep You've in never... Care. Never fight an ambijutsu bout with an Enar. That's yeah. a recipe to get your butt kicked.
1: <laughs> Noted, Captain. Yeah, at all times. But he does say that because I'm serving in Starfleet, I have done extensive training to try to mitigate that. Have you ever thought about switching tracks to security? And not see the stars? Lieutenant, I would liken it to this. If you have the ability to experience things in so many ways, so many angles, so many... If you see the way particles collide from five or six angles at any one time, why you would not want to be at the controls of a ship while sailing through that, it is beauty. Every moment I'm at the controls of a ship, I am in the middle of a masterpiece of creation. And while I've spent some time in security and I do enjoy that work and I am more than willing to do whatever it takes to benefit my ship when asked of me, my drive is just seeing what there is to see more than any of my people have ever done before.
3: I've definitely seen your simulated results, Ensign, and I'm thoroughly impressed with your ability to maneuver the Christian. So I am infinitely satisfied with your performance today. And How I look forward to many more you. performances to come.
4: How far into the Thank infrared you. and ultraviolet can you see? I can see fluctuations
1: in in your warp core. I can see just... I, I can actually sense when looking at other starships alterations in their warp bubble output through their nacelles. Generally speaking, I get a little bit of a jump on which way things are moving i can sense the heat from a thruster vector before it ignites or as it's about to ignite i can anticipate the maneuvers as long as i've got good visuals generally speaking when i'm at the controls of a ship i have uh, a sensor reading on um, whatever uh, other v- vehicles are in operation on their thruster thrusters warp nacelles and such so i have a, a split second uh, reaction time to what they're going to do And generally, uh, in simulation, puts me ahead of everybody else. That's why I scored so highly in uh, combat maneuvering.
3: Go ahead and work with Lieutenant Arza. to configure the main viewer however you need it to get yourself. Because normally, we don't, because of the limitations of most humanoid eyes, the viewer screens, uh, even though we're getting the sensor readings, don't project ultraviolet, infrared, and such, because there's no point. But... If you have the ability to use that data, let's make sure we're getting you all the information you need.
1: Absolutely, sir. Lieutenant Arza has been really good about taking advantage of uh, my e- unique sets of skills, and uh, my personal display on my console tends to already have that in place. That way, everybody else has the type of display that they need for their jobs. I would never want to take away from my fellow crew members and their abilities and, and strengths just to benefit myself. That wouldn't be very. That wouldn't be very good of me. So I definitely have a good configuration to handle that. And certainly I have a protocol that I can input on any of our existing shuttles. So I haven't got it on the Kitty Hawk just yet, which will allow that same configuration when I take, when I'm on a ship. And that's more because of timing. I just haven't gotten a chance to fly the Kitty Hawk yet. I tend to, whenever I'm assigned to a new shuttle, make sure my protocols get set up so I can do with the press of a button.
3: Perfect. Make sure the ship has the same protocols because in a true moment of crisis, that split-second advantage that you have over the rest, I mean, the difference between our survival and not, and the inconvenience to our other crew outweighs our ability to all come home safely.
1: And if you ever need it, sir, it is loosened protocol theta epsilon. Excellent.
3: Now let's all get in the, some protocol to enjoy some hosperat
1: Yeah. Ooh, got I the, love it. Got the drink. Everything. So as you go in, the they you sit down, you order some Hasbara. The staff there is great, and Lucen orders an extra spicy variety. And you'll notice that he does that a lot, like he overseasons food, or what most folks would consider over seasons and for the reasons we just explained but he's very consistent about that but he loves rice since it's one of the one of the few foods that even without extra seasoning is really tasty to him
3: so. and i'm like curious like i it's a talk, i'm like so just how far uh, down on the scoville scale are your senses for for
1: ambient eating sensation there's there's an old hot sauce variant that comes from the Northeast that I read about that was called Elephant Retardant, and that's pretty much was known to be very hot. I forget the exact Scoville number, but it was definitely something that's, that's pretty tasty to mild for me.
3: Wow. Okay. Very cool. Well, Always so, good to get a chance to learn more about my crew.
1: As you're all dining, Najar, you'll know that the, the thing about Lucent is he's just excitable. He's a young officer that's just excitable. He loves everything that he's experiencing. And you'll notice that his head does turn a little bit every now and then. But generally speaking, as he's talking, to you, you'll get a sense that while he's talking to you a lot, he's frequently looking elsewhere in the room. Because you'll notice his hand comes out and will, like, point at things from time to time because he's not very good at being discreet. He's very bad at being discreet. So if he sees something that's of interest, his hand will just instinctively point towards that. Oh, that looks cool. And he'll just point across the room. So um, something to keep in mind. (laughs) Not very good for clandestine operations though in theory he should be very good for clandestine operations
2: <laughs> yeah during during this part najar is in his, in his head rethinking his question about have you ever thought about switching to security
3: <laughs> oh, got it.
2: constant vigilance sounds great unless they can't
3: pay attention yep yeah. when everything's but, uh, your focus nothing's your focus
1: very much. As you're going through your meal, the scene is winding down. Is there anything anybody wants to do or ask before the scene comes to a complete end?
3: I'm just... We're being f- fun frivolly, like on. we're just being on vacation and being very non-discreet about it so that our contacts can show up and be all clandestinely okay. meaty
4: make sure we order a couple bottles of spring wine so we look yeah. like we are on vacation
2: and the has been taking yep. pictures of all kinds of sites and everything that that marlena pointed out for points of interest and periodically people but he's also specifically taking shots of people to look at later
1: okay As you're winding down your meal and getting ready to leave, somebody gets up from a table not too far from you, walks past you, which is not the path towards the door, by the way, and simply as they walk past you, drops a napkin on your table while bumping your chair, Commander Cobor, and then says, oh, pardon me. And as you look, it is definitely a Cardassian of some age. And... Who then says in... Then Who then just says... Please forgive me. Uh, we welcome you. So one welcomes you. Quite alright. And then continues towards the door.
3: Excellent. Then I will let him depart... And then I will
1: discreetly... Check out the napkin. The napkin has a small pad but it's an old style like it actually folds open so it's a bigger pad and it basically has a map of the old city and highlights a route to a location and nothing else
3: all right finish up here and quote unquote let's go check out more of the town
1: as the scene opens, the the crew from the Lama's Christian is walking around the old city. This part of the city is probably while it's an alien culture, so some of the structures look differently. There's more flow and roundness to the architecture here. It definitely has the feel and construction materials up that you would sense from a um, 20th century Earth style, where you can see that there is sometimes steel, but oftentimes wood structure with concrete or other types of things as your paneling and so on and so forth. But you can see where there have been more modern repairs made to this. Universe- more modern technologies have been used to shore up the facilities. Tenari, you notice as you're walking by some of these buildings that you're seeing external to the original structure, small pods or things like old buildings have been retrofitted with external HVAC systems. You'll see that with external power systems, things that were originally designed for fossil fuels. They don't build a generator inside the building, but you will see smaller things outside the building to provide structural integrity fields, things like that to assist in the event of tectonic movement if there's basically the old buildings are brought up to code is the way you would liken it. It's actually a unique and interesting way of doing it where it preserves the at this point ancient cultures um, cultural identity but still maintains modern aesthetics and accoutrement. And as you go through this path it leads you through various areas and leads you to And very old part of the city where you start seeing stone structures, a la ruins that you might find in areas once occupied by Mayan or Incan cultures or Aztec cultures. So you'll see stone buildings and things like that. But you'll see that you've got these stone structures, but the roofs are modern and things like that. And again, it's more of the same where they built technology upon older things without destroying the old which is unique most cultures tear down and rebuild this culture has simply built upon which is a unique and interesting perspective on how to advance one's life and lifestyle but
3: and while we're traversing i do show both Najar and Tanari the
1: map that was dropped off
3: so
2: nice so we all know where we're going
1: yeah yep And eventually you get to an area where there's a market and there's a bookstore. And when you go in, it definitely has some Cardassian styling to the writings, but you'll see it's a bookstore that has physical books, but it also has pads and tablets. They also sell holodeck programs and things like that. But it is definitely multicultural in nature. It's it has the stylings of an old-style bookshop, but it is decidedly technological in that there are all these other things. And it is a shop, but there's definitely some interesting things here. There's a lot of memorabilia from different places, but one, the one thing you will notice is... while they sell different books and there are different trinkets from different places, there's a lot of stuff of Cardassia, there are no Bajoran items for sale. There are books from Bajor, but there are no Bajoran items for sale. And the shopkeeper comes up, who is a Cardassian, a young Cardassian, probably in their teens, uh, and says... Welcome to Tanars. How can I help you?
0: Next time on Star Trek
1: Preservations. You'll forgive me if I am uh, not as well versed on files as I used to be in my youth. But when I heard that your specific Starfleet ship was going to be here, I thought it was important that I speak with you. I
2: understand. Growing up, my family had a cat like that. We found it near one of the dumpsters, and we always used to say you can take kitty out of the dumpster, but you can't take the dumpster out of the kitty.
1: I had hoped that one among your crew might be with you. I believe there are those who are perfectly willing to change how they do things now. But are also perfectly willing to hide their complicity in what took place before.
2: Please don't be offended by this, but how are you any different?